so today I have with me my friend uh, Indira, and we are going to talk about some pretty wild and, and wacky stuff. So uh, first of all, I just want to introduce her to the channel. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you for, yeah, thank you for coming. So we've known each other, what, a couple of years? I don't know how long. Uh, probably about a year I've been texting you. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just for anyone anyone watching this, the, the thing I think about when I think about you is long audio messages, not super long, but these <laughs> longer audio messages describing your experience with trees. And they're so powerful. Like, uh, I, I, like, I think I even asked you once, can I just put this in a video or something? I mean, they're just such beautiful descriptions because they're so intimate and so merged and, um, just describing your experience of wonder, but it, it's really fascinating that it was so related to trees for you. But, uh, anyway, maybe you can tell us about that. Um, I started reading your book, uh, and, um, last year 22 in august and um there was a lot of as you would say transmissional moments while, while reading it um what i got there was one section about staring um at you know at, at certain colors and then at your hand and i was practicing that for a while and I let it go and you know I uh, went to work, came back from work, and um, it was in, I think it was, I think, maybe it was, um, it was probably in February, I, I don't know, somewhere um, last year, in the beginning of last year, coming home from work, and, um, you know, I, I wanted to watch Netflix, <laughs> I was excited, I came home late from work, I was taking the trash out, um, and as I was taking the trash out, like, like I've seen these trees before. I mean, I've seen them there for 16 years since I've been here. And I've always had an affinity for, uh, for nature, always. But even I'll even share sometime today what happened today, too. Um, but I was walking outside to take the trash out. And then as I was walking in, I noticed these two big trees. And... They were huge. I mean, just, I, I mean, they just looked huge and uh, they looked different. It didn't, wasn't a tree anymore. It just looked like a big, huge object. And I was just staring at it and staring and I couldn't, I couldn't get my gaze off of it. And um, I remember feeling a little frightened because I, I didn't know what this was. Um, I, I was just, because I felt like it, it was like, it felt like the trees were going like this, like really wide. And I felt like I was going in it, even though that's not true. I, I, that's what it felt like. And I felt it was, there was amazement and awe and like, holy shit, what the fuck? I was like, wow, just, and the whole night I didn't even go watch Netflix. I just came, I just came, I was outside the whole time for like hours, just staring at that tree. It was just so, it was just so immediate. So, and then the same thing happened today. Um, I went to the park and well, what's, what I've noticed lately now, a lot more now is that everything is like, everything is just full on colors and shapes. 
you know, from the couches, from the walls to, and today walking in the park, this, I had, it just hasn't got, I don't think it'll go away. I don't know, but it's kind of fun. Um, but it's like, it's just, just if I'm, when there's walking, there's walking and then the ground looks expanded. And then all of a sudden, wherever the head looked, it was like right there or the head would move this way. And it was right there that the, the houses look like they look fatter. They just look fatter. And they just, the colors were just huge. I mean, just huge. Um, and today I was thinking, do you know, a long time, many years ago, I did acid long time ago. I had, I did an ass, had an acid trip. This is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing like that. This it's, it's, it's it's more real. It's more like wow, right in right in the states, right here. Um, there's no other way to explain it. I, I I I and then today it happened. I was just looking at the tree, just one tree, and there were clouds moving. It's almost like the first time I'm really seeing. Do you know? Like yeah. I saw clouds before, but as the clouds were moving in the trees. I felt like it was like I was going inside. It was weird. Another strange, felt like a trip, but it was, mm -hmm. it was a natural trip. Um, yeah. But everything just looks so like everywhere I looked, the branches were like here. Um, the leaves are here. The houses are like right here. Um, the, the cars are like right here. <sighs> That's so, mm. yeah. Beautiful. I like how you contrasted it to the, the psychedelic experience. This is something that, you know, I, I do get asked a lot about it. I talk about it periodically, but you know, I don't, I'm not against the people trying a psychedelic for an experience or to, even for a breakthrough, but this is different. Realization is different than any experience, even the most profound ego destroying momentary experience or not momentary. It's, this is just not that because it's absolutely nat natural and you're dead sober. Like you're, it's, it's just this way. And that's the, that's the, the biggest difference in the world between an experience and realization. There's no comparison actually. Um, and there's also no side effects and there's no altered state of consciousness. Really. It's, it's just that way. Um, and distance. Yeah. Like the way you just, I like the way you describe it because it's like, I can tell you're trying to put it into words, but there's just no words for this. You know, how can something be like distance and zero distance simultaneously? How can you have the intimacy of, of a house or a tree in the same way you feel your sense of being like it's that clear yes and and so lovely yeah it's and today there was uh the body just was expressing emotion again there were just just tears just just it was just so beautiful just yeah words really can't like there's motion coming up because i, I i've never this is just this is different, mm. so different. And I can remember hearing people talk about near-death experiences. And I remember a time when when there was um, a wanting to, I was interested in that. And they would talk about vivid colors. And it just came to my mind while I was walking that maybe this is what they're talking, I don't know. I really don't know, it's a mystery, but it's just, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful and it's, it's continuous. It's yeah. 
Can you talk about emotion as far as how how that was with you in this process? Did you go through intense emotions, heavy emotions? Did you go through resistance patterns? And how how did that unfold for you? Um, are you talking about as far as with the trees or just in general? No, just in general, like since this this whole whatever this is got got rolling for you. Yeah, so there was in the last two months, there was a lot of um, I was doing a lot of inquiry. Um, a lot of inquiry um, and noticing that um, there is just no I in here. There's no Indira character or or even self. There's nothing really. <laughs> just what. So what what became apparent after that was um, looking, seeing, smelling, hearing, tasting, thoughts appearing and disappearing. Um, lots of thoughts coming up but recognizing that they are claiming a control, claiming like an identity just coming up. It's just, just appearing of that. Um, as far as um, emotions, um, yes. Um, yes. I don't remember, I think it was five days ago. I'm not quite sure, but I can remember feeling very uncomfortable and there were emotions that were coming up and this has been the practice still now. Um, and so what I've been doing is just uh, actually closing my eyes and just being that pervasive, just letting the, the emotion come through. And normally the emotion will subside on, some, on a part of my body. And this was in my stomach. So I place attention on that. And um, while I'm doing that, the feeling is coming up. And then, um, for example, um, the trigger is animals. I don't like to, I have a hard time hearing animals cry. That's a trigger. So the other day I, I did a little inquiry with that and um, went inside and felt the fear. It was in my stomach and it was kind of like a childlike fear because it was like, I was asking the fear, well, what is it that you want to say? And then the fear would say, um, and I, it was just almost like reparenting. And it was like, um, I don't want, I don't want Smokey to feel bad. I don't want him to be sick. I don't want him to be sad. And, and it was like, Wow, you know, like there was so much innocence in that. Even even an attack thought, sometimes I'll have attack imaginary thoughts about someone and sitting with that. Um, uh, I There was a time when I would see the thought and then become engaged in it and become it. Um, this time it's more like the thoughts appear and I'm recognizing them as like a, a memory of someone from the past or resentment from a past that came up um, and recognizing and it's bringing up thoughts, which are thoughts are just, it could be, aud it could be um, audible, it could be a memory, it could be um, uh, a thought of something that we had done in the, in the past, seemingly past. And so seeing that, I'm seeing that um, 
it's just trying to it's just trying to protect me it's just it's innocent and so when going in and asking what what does it what does it want to say it's saying usually there's like narratives but then the last thing it'll always say is i want you to feel better mm-hmm. i want you to feel better i want you to feel good and that's new like wow do you know like and then it's just trying that, that the fear is it, what it is is it's it's trying to help me it's 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 caring in its own insane quirky way mm-hmm. you know um yeah and so there are times when i don't have to really go in the body but just i can just see it for what it is and then not just and just have compassion just compassion arises for it like wow you know it's just and not engage in that but the emotional stuff I'm still working on that now <laughs> when that stuff comes up um, and it's so raw. Um, it's so raw. And like, I, I'm all over the place, but I'll go back to the dog. Um, while I was sitting with that and, and I saw the, well, I felt the fear. There were tears that came out and just, just allowing that to go. The, and I'm seeing that the, it's the body's way of, it just wants to be expressed. And it wants to be seen by this. Um, for so long, I wasn't doing, there was none of that going on. There was more numbing, running away, but there is just full on doing that. And as that was happening yesterday, tears were coming out. It was like, and um, what I do is I just say, I love you to the thoughts. Like I hear you, I'm honoring them. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's almost like talking to a child. Mm-hmm. Like all of these thoughts are just, for so they're, they're they're trying to protect yeah and when looking behind it there's really nothing but to just see it in that context makes it much more easier yeah you know it's it's so fascinating what you're talking about is a is a i think a, a big challenge for people going through this process to understand that to fully inhabit the relative aspects, meaning a thought is a thought, nothing more, nothing less. It's okay that it's here, fully feeling the experience of it. An emotion is an emotion. It's nothing more, nothing less, fully feeling the experience of it. And however it happens, getting past the resistance to it, because it's very intrinsic to our experience at first, that we're resisting things without knowing it. But once you're there with it, that's when you actually see through the self-structure. That's when you see that there is no self, clearly, very clearly. So it is it is paradoxical because I think what a lot of people do is they hear things like there is no self, there's no one, there's nothing to do, but there's a lot of resistance built into the system that is pushing thoughts away or pushing emotions away. They don't realize that's happening because it is in, that's also innocent. The resistance is innocent, but but we get a hold of these spiritual concepts sometimes and misunderstand them because the way you're describing it is exactly the way it plays out in my experience. And that is, it's both integration and disintegration. The, the, the illusion of self disintegrates when the integration of experience without resistance is full on. So anything can be here. Anything can be fully experienced and it is overtaking. The emotion is overtaking of the system, but that's fine. Totally fine, actually. Uh, and then you that's where compassion comes and and love because now you understand you see that these are just echoes of childhood voices. Yeah. Um, 
things that just wanted to be expressed in the simplest, most innocent way, but because of unconsciousness, essentially, of our parents and their parents and society, we we actually suppress the voices instead of actually just listen, feel, accept, open to it, and really be okay with anything that's in here. And anyway, that's my way of saying or reflecting what you just said. And the beauty of it is that's the that's where the relative meets the absolute. That's where the the relative self and the love for the relative self meets the 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 very obvious truth of no self. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's once seen and expressed and seen by this, it's it's almost like it just wants it just wants to be it just wants to be seen and expressed. Mm. Um, and then and then it falls away and then the next minute it's a it's fine until another emotion comes up yeah let's talk about falling away what is that like can you can you describe letting go to me how is that here well there's no there's nothing there's no one here letting go it just um after that happened it was there was like i would call it a little emotional hangover <laughs> uh <laughs> for about an about an hour for about a while for about a while not too long, but just maybe, I don't know, not an hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> and um, and all of a sudden it just, it passed. It, it's just, I can't explain it. It just, um, it's like, this is okay. It's okay. There's, there's the, the, the trigger is just gone once seen and expressed. Mm. It's, there's not that, um, that constrictingness. I think the, con the contraction is because for so long not allowing it to come up and be expressed. There was so much fear and just so much. There was the identity, the character of Indira was just so afraid to to look at that or she would or she would just become it or start agreeing with it instead of looking at, at it from this from this context right now. It's quite different, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting what, what you're describing with the character trying to either accept or release or let go. The character trying to solve the problem of itself really just sort of perpetuates the illusion of a problem in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to say what this other perspective is you're talking about, but it's also always here and it's always here for everyone. It's just, just this so simple. Um, I think we just overlook it because it's so simple, maybe. Like the only gift I can't give anyone because <laughs> they already have it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, I remember texting you and I remember saying, what if everybody has this? What if everybody's really awake? Because something inside knew this, do you know? Um, it's so subtle. But, but I just feel that everybody on this planet has it, you know, um, it's just a feeling. 
but that it was just, I guess it was shocking and it was a relief all at the same time. And it was another relief to realize that I don't have to ex extricate the thoughts or anything and that that appears and disappears. Um, and it's just, it's, it's very simple. How can you talk about this? <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> mm. yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. Mm. And I just feel like like at work, I'm around a lot of people. And there was a time when I guess the Indira character, she just didn't want to be around people and she had these whatever just judgments and now it's um I just I'm just fully alert go to work and it it it, it doesn't it, it's just not a bother it's okay mm -hmm. I use that word a lot it's okay it's okay yeah. and does frustration happen sometimes when this body is tired yes frustration happens anger happens even at work, it comes up, but it's seen through very quickly and it's, it's okay. There's mm -hmm. like, there's like an acceptance of it. It's, it's okay. It's like, oh, I can relax. Mm -hmm. It's like, in that sense, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that needs to be done. Thoughts will come up and say, well, you got to do this and that, all of that, but it's like, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I, that, that there needs to follow there needs it's just it's just doing what it does hmm. yeah yeah the the thing about it nothing needing to be done is so true and also can be challenging to relate what that means or the implications but the beauty of it is when you see that there's really nothing you have to do nothing you have to fix nothing you have to live up to nothing you have to prove to yourself or anyone else nothing you have to solve or discover um it really frees up so much, I don't know, attention or energy perhaps. And, and then it, it's like, you're ready for anything then, because it's just a mystery in front of your face. And it's a rather wonderful mystery. And some of it's painful and some of it's pleasurable, but those are just relative experiences. They don't actually mean anything. <laughs> They're just, you know, um, yeah. Yes. There's planning to work. There's planning to be at, you know, the terminal at a certain time, um, all that happens, that still happens. Like for, I'll give you an example. Just today was a great example. Like there's there's thoughts that come up, I call them re uh, rehearsing thoughts uh, because there was kind of nervousness before coming here. And there were thoughts of, well, you can do this and say this and say that. And I was in the park and I was just watching, just, just being aware of the thoughts. And, and there was a time when I, I would have been like, okay, you know, like there was an agreement with it, but it mm. was more like just, they're just claiming that there's something that this body needs to do. That's all it's doing. And, and then, then it's back to this, mm. just this. And, and, and there's like a trust, there's like a, like a knowing that just knows knew that or just felt like that I that there was no need to um pay attention to those thoughts, but just to just just to be here right now. I was in the park, just and it will just unfold as it's supposed to without 
uh, the urgency of uh, agreeing with those thoughts. Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, makes totally. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What you're, what you're describing to me, I, I could say it in a, a like, it's exactly right. It's exactly my experience. I might say it in a slightly different way. It's like in contrast, maybe to how, how it would be perceived when there's a strong identity. Um, everything happens right here in this fully, it's not enclosed, but this moment is everything. It's already right happening here. So even a thought about planning there's, it doesn't get any traction, really. You can see it as a planning thought, or you can see it as a, even a worry thought or something, but there's nothing reacting to it. There's, it doesn't get traction. It's not believed in by anything. It's just, so then it's seen in total innocence. <clears throat> there's no other moment it's pointing to. There's just this evolving, endless, timeless, who knows what this is. And it's going to do exactly what it does. And it's just fine. Whatever, this is just fine the way it is. And a thought about the future is actually not about anything. It's not actually pointing to anything it's like you said it's just a concern for you and you can even feel that it's it's just wanting to help you or make you feel better but it's looking from a very very limited perspective about this this isn't a perspective this is beyond all perspectives and so it can't really know that so so to speak but it's doing its best <laughs> i like the way you said it limited perspective <laughs> yes um there was so much i part of the relief is just you know, there was so much energy that the body was doing to try to find and to try to get and to try to figure out and to see and, you know, and um, what is there, what is this enlightenment and all of this. And um, now that that ha is, now that that's, it's kind of relaxed, it's relaxed. There is, uh, it's like I had shared with you before, it's not about who I am. It's about what I'm not. And what, when, 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 when I sit with that, then there's just this. Then the attention is right here, right, right here, just in this. It's there is so much. This body is just so was so used to putting so much attention outside and so much attention to thoughts that there was no like I had no clue that it was. So the attention came back to this. Like to how do I say it? Um, so now, I mean, there are thoughts that appear and disappear, but there's more at the forefront. Uh, emptiness, beingness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and I like to talk about it in a in a funny way because it it doesn't have any qualities. But I I I'd say things like if it had a quality, kind of what I was referencing before letting go might be a quality. It's not something you do. It's not an activity, but nothing is held here. Nothing is accumulating. Nothing, there's no weight to anything. And so everything can just, just, just be, there's nothing holding. And that non-holding is so rele it's so releasing in contrast to the illusion of the mind saying, I'm holding on to me. I'm holding on to my agendas. I'm holding on to what I need. I need to protect myself. I need this and that. And so much holding but holding itself becomes seen, it be, becomes revealed to be an, an illusion. So nothing can be held. And there's that, that there's such a lightness to that it's beyond lightness and it is okay. Everything couldn't be other than okay.
And I could say what a relief it is, but there's not even anyone to be relieved <laughs> of, any, <laughs> right. of anything. Yes, there's no one here to be relieved. It's just a sense of relief. And time just, well, there was a, t I've, there was definitely a noticing as this body was, has been getting older or aging that time has gone, has just appeared very quick. Um, but there's also um, forgetting at times, just forgetting. Um, I don't know, just I tend to be forgetting doing something at one moment and then just, I don't know, then the next minute forgetting. Um, I don't know if that's common or not, but that, that, that seems to be, it's okay, just different, quite different. Yeah. Um, I think the experience of memory changes tremendously uh, in my experience and Sometimes there are practical adjustments, like setting setting alarms for things can be really helpful because I could sit in a day, I could just sit down and six hours later, like nothing really ever happened, but it was the most amazing nothing that ever happened. <laughs> but I don't care about a relative world, you know, and it's like, so sometimes setting alarms, if you have something to do later in the day, and those things do become a little bit helpful <laughs> um, as things adjust. Uh but but the, the, it, it's tied into memory the way memory like I it's like I do have a memory, but it's I don't know it's it's I find it to be much more practical and situational meaning there's not a bunch of memories about things that don't matter that that you know like um, when it when I need to remember something for practical reasons I tend to do pretty good at remembering it but often someone will say hey do you remember when this happened and we talked about that and I'm like I literally have no reference to anything like there's no. I don't know where to even look for that, you know? And I'm like, no, and they're like, come on, you, you remember. I'm like, no, <laughs> other times the memory will just come. And if it's there, I remember it, but it's not like there's someone on a timeline that can like look through a timeline and go that memory, that memory, that memory. It doesn't really work that way. They just pop like something comes or it's not coming. You know, it's like a, it's like a tree is there or it's not a sensation is there. Or it's not a color is there or it's not. And it's just popping in in and out of existence. And there's, there's this feeling of, of not caring, but caring. Like, um, it, I remember a while back um, when I used to, when I was reading A Course in Miracles, there's a section in there that says, uh, forgive the, uh, no, it says, um, there's no one to forgive. Mm. And like, I totally get that because when all of this seemingly happened, it was always the, it was always, ha it's, you know, when it seemingly happened, um, I can remember maybe months, about a month before having a fallout with someone and um, just having a fallout with that person. And then, like I said, when this happened, it was, I ended up meeting, going to a place and seeing this individual. And it was like, I remember a friend came up to me because she knew what happened and said, you know, so-and-so is here. I said, it's okay it's like so okay like I wasn't there wasn't any there was no there wasn't any resentment or any there was there was no grievances here at that time and space and it was like it was almost like amnesia it was like I was seeing her for the first time 
Mm-hmm. And I just hugged her and kissed her and said, hey. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't know. It's That's beautiful. It's just a story. That That's mm-hmm. another thing, stories. Mm-hmm. Seeing them as just stories. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it reminds me. Reminds me of a story. I did an interview with a friend not too long ago and the editing is ongoing. So it's not, it hasn't released yet, but part of the story was so funny. He, he was a, he was pretty much a gangster. Like that's how he was in his younger life and lived in, you know, like sort of a pretty rough neighborhood and stuff, but he was was a gangster. And uh, he went out of, out of the country for a period of time and had this massive awakening, massive heart opening awakening. And when he came back, he said it was, it was obviously challenging to integrate in certain ways because he just wasn't in that life anymore, but no one could understand that. But he said even people who like he get kind of a vendetta for, he was like after them and they knew it, they would see him on the street and be terrified. And he'd be like, no, no, man, it's cool. I love you. And he'd hug them and they'd be like, <laughs> what, wait, what? You know, what's going on? Like they thought it was some kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, But I know that. I know exactly what you mean by that, where you can let go of everything, you know, so readily because it only accumulates in thought only, you know, nothing really accumulates, but only a thought could even make it seem as if it does, as if something is held or something becomes solid, or there's someone here that's solid, or there's someone there that's solid. None of that's true. And everything is dynamic and appearances are profoundly mysterious. The appearance of a person, the appearance of a tree, the appearance of a breath, um, endlessly fascinating yeah uh when we have a vendetta or we have a grudge or we have a history with someone it's not that person we have a history with it's our own mind <laughs> it's a, it's the expectations themselves you know yes expectations and stories uh stories that were held on for such a long time or beliefs in this in this this mind and um it'd be interesting to see how this unfolds in the next year or so <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Um but yeah. You have such a great way of, of expressing this. And it's just um it's hard to talk about unless I'm asked a question or something. But um I can remember a time I, I was very much involved um in the twelve step pro- program for like twenty one year twenty one years and um it was easy to get up and talk about that. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think you're doing, I think you're doing great. Yeah. I know it's, it's sound, it doesn't feel like you're coming, but the, it's not yeah. the words, it's not the words you're using. It's the pace, the cadence, the silence, like it's transmitting powerfully to me very obviously. So, I mean, people are going to get a lot out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And that was another thing too. It's, um, I was sharing this with two other people on on this so call it path um, that I work with uh, I work with women sponsor them and you know um, I'm finding a way through this to just show up for them I mean there was a showing up for them before but in that movement it was you know taught um, uh, I'm responsible for what I think say and do there was such a strong belief in that in here um and and that that's dropped and so but that's okay like it's Mm -hmm. it's okay and so you know i was sharing that i i showed up 
uh, just the body wanted to go to the meeting and just show up and I, I went and I wasn't going to get anymore. I wasn't trying to get anything because there was a habitual habit of going every, every, to get serenity, to get peace, to get, to feel better. What I realized is that was chasing, chasing mm -hmm. a feeling. Um, also, that doesn't make sense, trying to feel better or to get peace. That that doesn't, because because that's, that just doesn't make, that doesn't, um, so that, that feeling that need to go to get something is just, it's, it's not here. And that's mm. like, ugh, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. and so when I went, it was just, it was amazing because it was like full on, like just curiosity and just sitting and listening and not trying to get anything. Mm. And there was this feeling of, there was this feeling of, um, openness there's this feeling of safe safety there's this feeling of no lack um wholeness so for a long time there was going with this lie that there was a lack and that there was no wholeness and safe that the identity the the um there was a part of me that didn't feel like that so i felt like i had to do something to get that and now it's like, I go and it's just, it's, it's such a, it's just, it's such a gift. It's just, mm. it's, it's such a gift. It's, I don't go if I don't feel like it. I, you know, if I don't want to, I don't, if this body wants to go, it goes. And, mm -hmm. but there's no one trying to get anything. It's just curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way you said that is, is so important. Um, to get across, I think, because we can talk about lofty spiritual concepts or they're not lofty, but we can talk about precise spiritual things like identity and um, and self and ego and mechanisms of mind and clinging and all of this stuff. And it has its place, perhaps, and even inquiry. But but the the thing that's overlooked for so long, I think, is exactly what you said. And that is you're just trying to get something. You're just trying to make yourself feel better. And seeing that that's so common, that it feels familiar, it feels like you. But if you really look closely enough, you'll see that when you're when you're always trying to make yourself feel a little better, you're always trying to get something. All you're doing is underscoring the sense that there's something that's not okay already. And that loop of behavior is very mundane. It's not it's not a spiritual thing. It's just what we do, right? So so it can be hugely valuable to look at your life in real time. And not the spiritual parts of your life, just your life and say, what am I doing to try to make myself feel better? And do I actually need to? Is it whatever it is, meditating, listening to music, going to talk to a friend, like what are you doing and why? And notice that that whole mechanism and that whole belief system that thinks it knows why you're doing what you're doing and that it's about to try to make yourself feel a little better, to uncover that and see that so clearly can be hugely valuable. When, because if you see through that, you realize you actually don't have to make yourself feel better at all. <laughs> There's no reason for it. There's nothing that needs to feel better, but but you have to see it clearly to know that, you know? Yeah. Well said. Um, that was beautiful. Yeah, all those all those times of of chasing and chasing and not feeling and feeling. And um, yeah. You know, an addiction is a, a sort of 
really heightened version of that, right? It's the it's a very very heightened version of seeking, you know, where the stakes are high, the 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 hit of experience is high, is high. It's magnified through a substance, right? But it, the mechanism underneath is the same, right? You can you can get out of addictions that are directly harmful to you in your life, but don't necessarily see that that subtler addiction underneath all of it that's always trying to make you feel better, right? I think Paul Hederman has a great way of saying it. He was also in the recovery community for many, many years. He's a non-duality. He's online and stuff. He's real fun. <clears throat> um, but he said, you know, he used to do very heavy drugs many, many years ago. And he said, but the addiction to self was nothing compared to that addiction. The addiction to self is the addiction of all addictions. Mm -hmm. And it is, it has a very similar mechanism. It's familiar that it hides because it feels like me. I feel like I, I need I feel like I'm in lack without even noticing it. That's identity, but it's also an illusion. If you, if you were willing to look closely enough and feel uncomfortable a, a little bit, you know, by not reacting. That's the identification. When I look at, when I look at the ex experiences that had happened here, I mean, that, that's just, you know, that, 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 that's an, I, that's. So when feelings come up now, instead of running from it, there's a practicing of sitting with it. There is, there's a sense of resistance that comes up, but there's more of a, there's more of wanting to feel and wanting to, there's just more wanting to feel. There's just a, a this feels, This feels more real than what than what was done before, than what I was doing before. This this there's no there's um, there's um there's not a payoff anymore. Mm. Uh, not like no way to say it. Um, so yeah, there's um, but I, I, that was beautiful what you just shared. Yeah, and there was. There was no addiction to alcohol or anything here. Of course, there was. There, I've had alcohol, and but there was more addiction to just maybe watching TV for a long period of time. What am I avoiding? What's going on? You know, what's so now? I can watch, and it's okay. But the feelings are just so. They just come up now. <laughs> they came up before, but for some reason, they're just so in my face. I can't, so it's, uh, they're just so, they're so here and uh, they're so here and there's this desire to just move through it mm. and feel. What did we used to run from? Like, what did we used to think we needed to run from? You know, it's so fascinating when you look at this mechanism because in a way you can't even really run from anything. Like you can't even, nothing can be hidden. But but I, I don't want to be insensitive to the experience of mind identification because it's a powerful experience and it's a painful experience. But I like to ask these fundamental questions again and again, like, what is it we needed, thought we needed to run from? What, or when you talked about feeling, I thought of asking you, why do we think 
why do we think we need to not feel? Why do we think we don't deserve actually to feel everything that's here right now? Where did we get that? Where do we get that perception? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the opposite of that is when, when I'm doing that, there's so much more freedom than I could ever, mind could never imagine. Uh, why? There is just such an addiction. This body had such an addiction to just looking, to, to looking away from this. Hmm. Anything but looking from this. It's just, there was just be busy, do things, just anything to not recognize this. Hmm. Unconsciously. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost like a shell game we play with ourselves, where it's like we're almost trying to hide the truth of ourself from ourselves. But the only way to do that, because nothing can actually be hidden, is just constant movement, frantic movement, distraction, bu busyness. Um, and as you said, looking seemingly outward, but something breaks at some point where you realize there is no outward to look. <laughs> there's nowhere you there's nowhere you can look that's not right here, and that's so beautiful, you know. Hmm. Like. This, 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 this. I, I don't know if it's this. Yeah. <laughs> this. It's like in, 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 in. Yeah, exactly. It's just. <laughs> it's... Yeah. And there's, there's no, when, when really looking, there's just no movement in time or time is moving. Um, that's another subject of its own, but it's always, it's just this, 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 mm. this. I, I just, um, I, I, there were, it it was kind of fun uh, and interesting. I remember driving to work, but just just feeling so alert driving to work and um, just very focused and getting things done and preparing and and, um, and then getting on the plane and there was like there was a thought that came up like wow that was fast how how did I get here so fast you know it was a thought though right. It was just um, like it just seems like it just did I just drop what I, was I really and I think that's kind of like dropping like the whole narrative of drop oh how do we put this into words Angela I know what you mean I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about sometimes I'll say something like thoughts huh. especially about time thoughts um they 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 suggest they they seem to suggest they inhabit a lot more territory than they actually do. Because when you believe that thought that like, oh, how did I get here? I got here so fast. It's like you're believing a whole bunch of other things at the same time if you really believe that, that there's this timeline, you're on the timeline, then you kind of recall where you were and then you can think about how you got here fast, whether it was good or bad for you that that happened. Were you, you know, were you in a hurry or, you know, did you did you kick ass this morning and work really hard to get things done? And uh, are you going to be like ahead for the rest of the day? Like it just puts you in this like mindset of time all of which doesn't exist. And it's, it's just thoughts popping right here, you know? But it was like, it was like, it didn't matter anymore. Like it just didn't matter. It didn't mm -hmm. matter with driving. It didn't matter the process. It was like, okay, in the galley doing what I need to do. Hello to people. And then, and then sit down. And then that didn't even matter. Like, mm -hmm. it just like, 
it was fast. I don't know. It just, yeah. It's just kind of cool. I, I don't know. Neat. It's different. Um, gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You're talking about like the disjoint experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, okay. I, I know exactly what you mean. The, the experience of time for me, at least, um, in, if I were to make a contrast between like experiencing a self that's moving through time in a timeline, it's like moments just appear out of nowhere and they're not connected to any previous moment, but a thought might act like seem like it says that, which is really funny because it can't be that way. Right. So the seeing is different compared to what this is saying. And it's just seeing with, with this, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I think it's, um, Fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And, and there's no burden of time. There's nothing that needs to be accomplished in a in a period of time because periods of time don't exist. So even if you wanted to put yourself in a time pressure, and it's just you can't believe in it. It's not. It doesn't exist. There's no timeline. There's no continuity. It's just right. This, this, you know, I think that's what I was, but you eloquently shared it so well. I, I, it was, it just felt like, um, um, it just, it didn't matter. Like mm -hmm. five minutes before it didn't matter. It's just, it's right now. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter anymore. What mm -hmm. happened? It's no, there's no relevance. There's no, um, a relevance to it. There's no, it's, it doesn't matter right now. Mm. Okay. It's yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. There's no universe before this moment. So it's very, very full on, like this very moment with you. It's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to mention too, um, Violet watching her for the first time, uh, last year, couldn't understand what those tears were after seeing her. And it was because I was seeing, when I say myself, I'm not saying my face in her, I was seeing her love was emanating and I could, it, it was, it was very healing. I've never had that experience where she just looked at the snow and I just started crying, mm -hmm. like just bawling, you know? And it was like, that's it. Do you know? Like, I just felt like this, this love and it was, it was always here, but it, it felt bleeding at the time. And I get it.
um, <clears throat> the messages you sent me, I, I guess it was a few days ago, maybe when I, when I asked if you wanted to do this conversation, uh, I think you started by saying, <laughs> you said enlightenment, awakening. Like, I don't actually know anything about what these words mean. I don't know what that means and I don't care. It doesn't mean anything. Um, that was, so, I mean, everything's timing. Like you could say anything at the a certain time and it means something and something different. And, but the way you, the way you said it, when you said it, knowing you and what I know about you and I was, it was so powerful. And I, I just like, I could feel that everything had just fallen, you know? And, um, yeah. There's no, I don't, there's no enlightenment or no liberation or I, I don't pre-awakening. There are just no labels to this. Um, it's just this. Just this. Mm. Yeah, there's and that's where the relaxation came. Feeling, seeing, breathing right now. This tea. Drinking. No one's doing it. It's just drinking. <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend of mine. And we were talking like this on a text, and he said, God, if anybody if anybody could fucking hear us right now, they think we've lost our rocker. And I started cracking up. This is funny. I just it's just yeah, it's it's very simple. It's just this. Animals are so, they're so full on. They're just botchy pitbull, this dog that um, a friend of mine had allowed me to have a relationship with him for 12 years, 13. And every time I, it's one of the reasons why there's so much love for animals is because they're emanating what this is mm -hmm. uh they could if i stepped on his tail a couple of times ouch was like sorry but he just comes back there's just total like like it, he's it's done like there's mm -hmm. there's no dogs don't think well how could she step on my tail you know they don't, they don't have a thought process like that they're just so Hmm. they're just amazing yeah i'm with you there i love love watching <laughs> animals especially in person just being around their energy it's so 
I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And they're just, I remember I had retainers one time and um, <laughs> I was spending time with him and I woke up and I just hear something crunching and he's just crunching on one of my, on one of the retainers I had at that time. I think it was a year or two. And I was just laughing because he's so innocent about it. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. How could you be mad at that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And it's, And I, I remember saying, I want what you got, Bachi. I want, I want that. And now it's like, it was mirroring back to me all this time that I've always had this. Mm. Everyone has this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people will watch this and they're going to want what you have. What are you going to tell them? Well, you have it. Everyone. Mm. And there's no specialness going on here. I'm not special at all. Thank God. <laughs> there's no, that, that's another thing that, that I have seen fall in way too. Wow. That's another thing too. There's a lot of things. Um, there's no specialness here. No one's special. That, that's a lie. Comparison, all of that. Such a lie. We're all beautiful in our own way. And, these bodies, everybody that I come in contact with has expressions. They express in their own beautiful way. All, everybody. Yeah, the specialness thing is an interesting one uh, as well. Because I pick it up. It's, it's something that I think that people don't necessarily overtly talk about, but it's sort of built into the seeking of like this sense of not being special or never feeling special enough, um, really coming from a paradigm you've already learned, but then trying to seek the feeling of being special somehow, you know, and it's so fleeting if you do get it. And it's only in the relative, if you get it from another apparent self, you know, and it's totally transactional and it's so false and it's such a distraction, but you don't really want to be special. You don't want to chase specialness because that just makes you feel not special, which makes you feel like separate from everything, you know? Um, whether you feel special or not special doesn't actually matter. It's a losing game. <clears throat> just see that, see where it is that, that is, is just inhabited fully where there's nothing special or not special. There's no, there's no distinction made here. So you could say nothing is special or you could just say everything is sort of infinitely significant and it's also completely fleeting. And that's the beauty of, and the heartbreak as you enter this space of realizing like you, the letting go is always, always, always. And that just makes everything so precious. That's beautiful. There was this, there was this impending loneliness that that was happening here for a long time. There was a relationship and I, I realized, well, it wasn't in that. I would, it wasn't in relationships. Like it, it just wasn't in there. I knew something inside of me. There was just not in relationships. Um, and because there was this, there was still the specialness going on in relationships that that was going on in here as well. Even though I had, you know, even though the person um, had many years of shadow work and you know working on childhood issues and all of that, there was still specialness happening. One scene, one scene, scene. Um, 
one scene. Right? This, th th there's just no impending loneliness right now. I'm single, but I, there's no needing or wanting or caring or it's just everything is right. I have everything I need and want right here, right now. No relationship is going to make this better. There may, may be an asset, but there's no, there's just that impending loneliness of seeking is just has dropped. Mm. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah. I think that impending loneliness too is interesting because it, it what it does, I, I think, or from my experiences, it changes polarity. So if you're in a relationship, it, it functions in one way, but it's still, it's still a clinging experience. When you're out of a relationship, it functions in a different way. It's, it's trying to cling to something that's not there. It's like trying to find the next thing to make you feel special, the next person or relationship, but it's a very clingy thing. And for me, this was a handful of years ago, but I, I remember it, it just dawned on me in a very different way. It's like, I never really wanted to find that perfect person or that special person. That's what I thought I wanted. What I really wanted was to be free of the fear of not having it. That's what I wanted. And to be free of the fear of not having validation, love, all of that. When you see you're actually been functioning out of fear and to drop that, that's a whole different ballgame. And then it's like, oh my God, sure, there could be a relationship. Wouldn't that be nice? But guess what? I don't care at all because this is also very nice. <laughs> um, very you know, nice. very well said. Very well said. Mm. Very well said. Nothing the, to add to that. <laughs> yeah. And the loneliness is a barrier. Um, if you're, if you're afraid to experience it, you know, that, and loneliness is a deeply rooted fear for us. And it makes sense that it is, you know, behaviorally or evolutionarily or whatever, but, um, you can traverse it. You can feel it, feel into it, let it, let it show you what it is. Let it take you to its depths, that fear of loneliness. Um, and, uh, oh, it's a gold mine. If you're willing to just go through that, don't run from it. I know that it's clear that there's no one there now, but I'm just really happy for you. Oh. I just have to say that. <laughs> Thank mm. you for your support. Of course, yeah. Which has been very helpful. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure, but what I felt from you, like if I could sort of summarize the way you felt to me is very heart-based. Like, um, I don't know. You seem to approach this, whatever this is, this process or whatever it was, it was just with heart, like a, a willingness and heart. And that's powerful. It's a powerful orientation because there's vulnerability in it, you know? Um, and, that, and that's key, a willingness to feel. It, it's also the other insight I get to is hearing other people talk and hear their stories it's not personal and behind all of that is just wanting love all of them i i was with uh yesterday 
oh wow yesterday uh, there was a friend that i was hanging out with and he was so full on in his stories he even like uh got real angry i was just watching that was just interesting it's true for him you know it's true but behind that is just love mm -hmm. just behind all of all all of the thought when i look at all of the thoughts that come up here it's just love it just it wants to help it cares it, in its own like i keep saying it in its own insane like you said limitless way and so it's there's just no reacting or wanting to not be there or anything like that there's just an okayness Today, when I was walking in the park, too, um, a, a person stopped me and said, "What? He goes, what are, what are you looking at, birds?'" I said, "Oh goodness, it's beautiful." <laughs> and he, he says, "He said the calm before the storm." And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the calm. Be and I thought, so many, so many, I can remember so many times believing that, you know, yeah. not just seeing this for what it is. Mm. Yeah. Not even, not even being afraid to even let ourselves just enjoy the naturalness of being alive. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we talk about repressing emotion and it happens. There's re emotional repression and avoidance, avoiding fear and avoiding loneliness and all that. But I think people actually avoid pleasure as well. Like that we, we have a, like a narrow bandwidth of, 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 experience when the mind is in charge you know um we're afraid to feel anything fully and there's no reason we're afraid of it we just we just have a habit of being afraid of it but when you feel it fully it's like oh my gosh like the the boundaries of experience the boundaries of the of what appears to be a physical reality dissolve when you feel anything fully whether it's sadness grief joy it doesn't matter you know go go let those emotions let that the physical what appears to be a physical experience show you what's beneath even the physical experience energetically. And there's no boundaries there, you know? No. So beautiful. There was, there was a feeling of why I was so afraid of that because on some level I was afraid that it would take over or it just would, It wasn't fun. Those are the thoughts. It wasn't, it's not fun. Stay away from that. I was constantly listening to those, um, uh, the resistance, the resistance. There was so much resistance to feel. It was just, but there's really nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of. But there was, the mind would make it more than what it was. And, and then I would believe it and then become it. And then, and then just, and listen to it. There would be identity. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. It would be saying what it's saying. And then there would just be a following. And there would be just an ignoring of, of this. And, and which is this. Oh, <laughs> and now <laughs> it's just seeing, seeing it and then just feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, how, how might you, um, 
unpack that a little bit or just advice for somebody who knows exactly what you mean when you say there was a fear of being overtaken by an emotion, like uh, that the emotion could just take over. Um, and I know that fear. I know it's there. I know it's a common it's one true. because I hear it. I hear it so frequently. So what's the answer to the, that? You're concern? safe. You're safe. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Just breathe. You're going to be okay and you're safe. Hmm. I, I, I don't feel right in telling somebody what to do. I, I does this, That doesn't feel... Um, like something that's coming up here, but I, I, what's coming up is just that you're safe and it's okay. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you that's, know, it's just, yeah. That's more than enough. You don't have to tell, I mean, with emotions, it's not about what you do. It's not about a technique, Yeah. but, but it's a powerful message for someone who can see how, how this expresses for you now to hear that it's actually safe. It is safe. Of course it is. It's safe. You won't feel safe, maybe. And you may have a lot of thoughts that say it's not safe, but those are thoughts. You know, feel, let let the emotion overtake. Let it be in the body. Let it have the body. Let it have the space of experience, of attention. See see what happens. It turns out it's rather safe. Very safe. And Just it's also where you've always wanted to go, actually, which is, that can be really surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was surprising. Um, but it's safe. Hmm. and it's just you know and, and practicing it and I can't even remember what the emotions were now but it it's it doesn't have any legs after that and that, and that specific trigger the legs are just gone that's the way I look at it there's just no legs there's I guess sticking I call it legs <laughs> you know um It's just, and it's okay to be angry. I mean, anger comes up here, sad. You know, even envy may have had, had come up about uh, two months ago, and I worked through that as well. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, there, it doesn't get legs. It doesn't get traction. It doesn't push or pull anyone around. There's no one to push or pull around. There's just the experience, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So nice when everything can just be what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is pure freedom. It's freedom. Nowhere to go, nowhere to get. It's right here.
it's like this is the the ocean as I had shared with you. This is the ocean. All of this is the ocean. This is the ocean. This is the ocean, which is who we are. This, and then there's thoughts, fish, emotions, whales, crabs, and the ocean is safe. It's just holding it until it's ready, until the fish is ready to just move on somewhere else. But it's such a relief. It's just such a relief to uh, not feel like I, I had such a, a, a misconception of what this mind was telling me. There's so much comparing with other truth teachers and uh, about this. But like you said, the, there's just, it's nothing like what I would have expected, but it's just this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I wonder, like, should I even, even talk about this? Should I open my mouth? Should I make one more video? I don't even know because you know, that's what happens is that, you know, the mind just it uses anything that you can grab. It's just so hungry. It grabs onto this saying and that saying. And so all I can really do is say, it's not about what I'm talking about. It's certainly not about me. It's in your experience. It's already there. It's already okay. Um, you have a lot of energy directed at seeking, you know, well, at least turn it inward on it with some sort of inquiry. Even that it's not going to like cause reality to, to appear because reality is already here, but it can sort of short circuit that seeking and, and show you things about why it's even happening. And, um, but at some point it just stops. Everything just stops. The whole, the whole project of Angelo or uh, Indira or John or Joe or, anyone it just stops and what's revealed is like it's so funny in a way right it's so it's so surprising but it's also so obvious it's that's why i say sort of paradoxical you know it's nothing but it's everything and there's no other moment than this but there's also not really a moment here because there's nothing to compare it to and there's no need to compare anymore and you know everything is just as it is but it's so full on when there's nothing trying to take a position in reference to anything anymore and hold something and be something, you know, frees up so much attention perhaps, but it's available to anyone. And that's, that's the key. It's like, you know, don't look too far out from yourself. <laughs> don't look too far out into those spiritual videos and teachers and books. And yeah, if they resonate great, but look where they're resonating, go, go into the resonation itself, be the feeling of being alive, you know, notice there's, it, feel it. No rhyme or, I, I guess there's just no, who knows? Yeah. I had so many stories about how this was supposed to happen and it didn't even pan out that way. Uh, didn't pan out mm. like that way. Mm. It was very organic. Mm.
Well, it's been a very organic conversation, very peaceful, enjoyable, meaningless. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate I appreciate the sharing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Of Thank course. You. Yeah. It's been it's just been such a pleasure to just watch this unfolding. I'm surprised, you know? but I was okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's, like, it's like a tree. It's like a, it's nature. You know, it's like just like a tree loses its leaves or something. It's so simple. <laughs> um, but we should also have a conversation again sometime in the future. And yeah, stay in touch, of course. Thank you so much, Angela. You're Thank so you. welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Much love. Much love. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.